Welcome back to the Closeted Weeb Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast with five outstanding lawsuits. <laughs> we are your hosts. My name is Lee. And I'm Bryce. All right. So for hope everyone had a very nice holiday. And uh, so for this week, we're going to do This Week in Anime, where we talk about some of the shows we're going to check out for uh, winter 2021. And then for our topic of the week, we're going to do our fall 2020 wrap-up. So we promised to watch uh, Higurashi, Timeless Nana and Jujutsu Kaisen, and now we're going to give our thoughts. Um, so to start things off, Lee, why don't you do uh, this week in anime? What were your thoughts on uh, Winter Twenty Twenty One? Big picture. Absolutely. So similar to last season, Bryce and I are going to be selecting three shows that we'll both be watching, so we can kind of continue this. Um, but the one thing I have to say is it looks extreme. Winter Twenty Twenty One is weak as hell. If you <laughs> aren't watching a season two if you go and check out all of the winter 2021 animes and just search the page for the word season and i swear at least half of the shows are a continuation of some prior thing so this was actually a little bit difficult to pick some threes where you know bryce and i are both either trying something new or continuing a series that we're both watching um bryce what is the obvious uh pick that we're both going to be watching and probably the biggest anime this season yeah, for sure. Uh, Attack on Titan. But also, I think the reason why they're having a lot of these uh, season twos coming out in January is because COVID delayed so many shows that now the studios are playing catch up on getting done all of these like new seasons. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, I I definitely have a higher opinion on Attack on Titan than Lee. Lee we're definitely going to spend one episode where Lee just destroys Attack on it's Titan. Love hate. Love hate, exactly. Um, but dude, I've been so enjoying the new season. Um, I think a new episode comes out today. Um, super pumped for that and that obviously is gonna be one of those shows i mean it's probably the most the most popular anime in the past like six seven years um but lee i know you found some actual new shows you uh ran research for this department <laughs> so uh what are your thoughts yeah, it, it was slim pickings for sure so two of the two of the shows that we aren't going to be watching is there's a new isekai about a, a weeb who dies and <laughs> for some horrible reason some force brings him back to life um, that's unacceptable. So we won't be watching that. And then um, the only other true contender was some new etchy, like pervert, something about you've got a hot secretary and Ugh. who knows what. But uh, I I won't make us watch that. So uh, the first one that we've picked that's actually a new show, at least to us, uh, is called Horimiya. Uh, it is a slice of life school romance. Uh, I'd have to say for myself and probably for Bryce a bit. I know you've talked about like Bunny Girl Senpai, but um, I feel like that's a genre where I am not super familiar. I think Angel Beats is kind of the closest thing to that genre that Angel Beats in like school days and school days is kind of a weird, uh, it's not a satire, but it's a weird uh, inverse of that genre. But um, sure. we selected that just as a kind of foil to all of the action shows that are getting season twos. And then uh, we've also selected Skate and that's spelled S-K and then the number eight. But sometimes they put it horizontal so it looks like an infinity sign. Um, anyway, the reason I picked this, it's a show about skateboarding, but it's being um, produced by anime studio Bones, which uh, I am a huge fan of. They've 
they always make good stuff. You know, you might, you're probably going to know them from My Hero Academia, but especially from the golden era of anime, they are <laughs> a heavy hitter. So um, I'm going to, I'm willing to give that show a chance. And then uh, I'm, none of the shows that I watch are having a season two, uh, aside from Attack on Titan this, uh, this season. But I know, Bryce, you have quite a few shows that you're going to be having to continue this season. So why don't you share them with us? Yeah, no, I'm pumped to watch um, Skate and Hormia. Uh, but yeah, dude, I always have new, like, trash I'm, I'm watching. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching uh, Beastars, uh, which I guess technically comes out on Netflix in the summer, but I know it's being live shown uh, this winter. Um, ReZero, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fanatic of that show, so I'm really excited uh, for their part two of season two. Um, and then Promise Neverland, season two, I've been, like, so excited about. I really can't wait for that. Um, Dr. Stone will be fine. I don't think it's going to be anything special or great. Um, East Coast Slime was the show that really surprised me. I thought it would be this god-awful show. Um, and I just watched it because I was like, you know, I watch every isekai, but I really enjoyed the first season. So I'm pumped about that. Uh, and then Seven Deadly Sins, which I'm, I don't know, I'm definitely lukewarm about. I don't love the show, but, you know, I want to see it out. I want to see how it ends. I think it's like the, maybe the fourth season at this point. It's been so many. I've lost track. Um, so that's some stuff that I'm looking forward to watching. Um, and then now for the uh, topic of the week. So, Lee, you want to get us started on some, uh, I guess, pre-spoiler thoughts on Higurashi? Yeah. Thomas Nana or Jujutsu Kaisen, your choice. So this is going to be a really short pre-spoiler section because it's hard to review a show without talking <laughs> about what actually happens in it. Um, but I'll start off with Higurashi no Nakukoro ni Go, um, which is more or less the third season um, of Higurashi. There are some other outcrops. It's it's kind of a weird series, So, but I would consider this the third season. Um, and... It's continuing. I'm going to keep watching it because I love the series. Um, this most recent chapter did something interesting with the plot that actually kind of develops the story a little bit further um, and kind of makes me curious where they're going to go with it. That being said, I think we only really covered three chapters in the first, what would be considered part of the fall 2020 season, you know, the first 13 episodes. And out of those three chapters, they were all pretty slow and nothing overly um crazy happened which is as a longtime fan of the series that's what really draws people to the show there are things that i've seen in higurashi that i have never seen in any other sort of media ever and there was none of that so far in the season um and so on the one side i'm still optimistic we're, we're only about halfway through um so hopefully we can get some more development but i'm gonna understand why this is probably not going to be very highly uh viewed by other people especially new um new viewers and uh bryce as a new viewer god uh, that was the worst show i've ever seen in my life no i'm kidding yeah. um no i mean it's definitely a show though like even though it is season three i didn't feel like oh wow there's this huge gap of a learning curve like you can understand like I, at least i felt like you could understand the premise of the show after the first four or five episodes um but, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a slow start show um, in the kind of world of seasonal anime where you have to grab someone's attention within the first three episodes. Like, it doesn't do that, but that's also not, like, the format of it. And, again, it's a season three. And maybe it's a shame that we're trapped in these, like, seasonal stereotypes where, like, if I'm not wowed by season three, why should I continue it? But it's really, it's really cool and creative stories. And I really enjoyed it as someone who was, like, completely new to, like, the world of Higurashi. 
Um, the final mini arc was sweet. I guess we'll get into that in the spoiler section. Um, but if, so if you are going to watch it, like, I think you 100% have to, like, know when the arc, the mini arc, I guess, like, goes from, like, start to finish when it goes back to Groundhog Day, essentially. I think that's, like, that's the only way I could watch it because there's no way I could I could have dealt with, like, weekly watching it one at a time. Um, Lee, what do you think about uh, Talentless Nana? Talentless Nana. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it... I think the show struggles with knowing what it wants to be, um, or at least I struggle to classify it because at first it starts with kind of a future diary vibe for the first episode, which was a great hook. Um, But none of the rest of the series was like that at all. You start getting some Death Note kind of battle of the minds moments, but then those kind of taper off and then you start getting um some my hero academia vibes which we talked touched on earlier and i'd love to see it continued um i don't know if it will be because everything that i saw in regards to kind of its ranking and popularity and just uh you know any sort of discussion about it was uh you know kind of minuscule and unfortunate and i kind of understand why because of that little bit of confusion um, I'd love to see it kind of keep moving forward if it's going to go somewhere interesting. Um, but I wouldn't also be too surprised if it's a one and done season and we never get to see a season two. Yeah, no, I think I think we're on the same page. I don't think it'll be renewed for season two. I just found out there's a manga you can read on Crunchyroll for free that covers the rest of the story. So I'm definitely going to at least free if you have to pay for Crunchyroll. All right, true. All right, never mind. It's not for free. <laughs> I'm correct. Some of us, some of us uh, are plundering the seven seas, Bryce. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Um, so I'm a Crunchyroll subscriber and I will read it. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fun show. I mean, you have all these cool powers, and you think it's going to be like My Hero Academia, and then they have the one episode, like, plot twist, where it's actually more like a future diary death note. Um, so it was a fun show. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like, oh my god, I'm dying for season two, or like, dying to keep going with the show, but, you know, it was, it was it was fine for a seasonal. It grabs your attention in the first couple episodes, right? That's what the seasonal anime is now. Um, Lee, how about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? What are your thoughts on uh, the shonen? Of the Jujutsu three, Kaisen. It it's. I feel like it's going to be a show I have a love hate relationship with, and the reason being is it's going to be kind of like Attack on Titan. Like it's people are already very much obsessed with this show. I think the only time anyone was ever mean to me on Twitter was when I insulted uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. a character from Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> we were only like three episodes in, and so I wasn't being that serious. Um, whenever the show focuses on the broader storyline and especially the main character itadori it's very strong but the second you try to talk to me about this school i shut down i similar to how you were watching higurashi where you couldn't watch it weekly you needed to kind of watch chapters as a whole which uh, makes a lot of sense considering that's how i watched it whenever i saw the original series um i had to take a break from jujutsu kaisen and it was funny because the episode I stopped watching Jujutsu Kaisen was the second they stopped talking about the other classmates and stuff who I think are so generic, so weak, sure. and so boring. But once you have the kind of teachers and you have the main character and you have these different, um, they're not even demons, I guess, they're curses, 
Um, that's when the show really shines. It's obviously beautiful. They obviously have a very, very big budget for it. And I'm guessing that the <laughs> yeah. manga has been running for probably a few years. So I'm sure there's a lot of like stronger material to come. So I'm excited to see that. I, I, I'm, uh, what's the term? I'm hesitantly excited for this show. Um, I think it covers a few more topics that, you know, it, it's not trying to be overly deep, but it does cover, you know, topics like death um you know is it right to kill etc um and it does it in a way that i don't find overly like pedantic and it's also not overly shonen um sure. the way that like black clover can be um so that's kind of my feelings on it at least from you know the first 13 episodes how about you yeah i mean i like that it's like a darker show and it's like the bleach in comparison to like the one piece of naruto i like how the abilities and curses are actually like unique and different and like the strategy behind it and it reminds me a lot of some of the things i liked about the phantom troop arc with hunter hunter um some of their abilities um so i thought i found that really interesting uh, but yeah i agree i mean i don't find the side cast uh to be like particularly compelling i love the kakashi clone and i love uh the businessman and i love the uh Itadori, the main character, but we'll see where it goes. I'm definitely like, I, I, I think you're right, being like kind of like cautiously optimistic. And again, it's like it's going to be a long show, so it's kind of tough to have these like big takeaways after 13 episodes. Um, because right, I mean, the first 13 of Black Clover, you're not like, oh my god, like this is such a fun, enjoyable show. I mean, you enjoy it, you're, you're like willing to keep going, but the the pacing of Black Clover made it so compelling. So I'm curious to see what kind of direction like Jujutsu Kaisen can go in. Um. So now that we've done gone through uh, the pre-spoiler thoughts, we're now going to go into the spoiler section. Spoilers. Spoilers. So if you have any interest in Higurashi, Talos Nana, Jutsu Kaisen, and uh, you don't want to hear what happens in the first 13 episodes, you should probably <laughs> shut us off. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and also, if you have any interest in watching Higurashi as a series um, in full, uh also probably skip this first section because i'm not going to talk about higurashi go on its own i'm going to talk about the broader series and that may include some other kind of series spoilers and i bryce i assume you're not going to watch the yeah original, it's fine so that's why i figured it didn't particularly matter so anyway to get on into it i love this series i've said that from the get-go um basically the show is about a group of kids living in rural Japan who are stuck in a time loop. Um, and sometimes it's described as a curse. Um, in previous chapters, it's actually been described as a virus that is coming from the swamp of the local town. Um, but in the previous kind of final season of Higurashi, what happens is that in the, similar to what we've seen so far in Higurashi Go, um, the students the friends they actually managed to overcome the kind of urge to murder each other um and this kind of happens because they start getting flashbacks from these period previous loops and the way higurashi kai ended was very optimistic and it made you believe that they had finally broken the curse um now this was stuff that is the reason why we knew this was a season three is that Within the first chapter of this new season, you have Rika talking to Hanyu, which is kind of her, I, I don't want to call it a spirit guardian, but part of the overarching lore. And again, we still don't really understand why it's happening, why everything is going on. But that's why she's saying, why, is, why am I stuck in this time loop again? I thought we had 
resolved this, which was kind of harking back to um, the resolution in Higurashi Kai. Now, once again, in this most recent chapter of Higurashi Go, the students, it, it's very much kind of a flashback to a previous story arc where, um, I forget her name, blonde annoying girl uh, has to move back in with oh, her abusive uncle. Subito? Subito? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, she has to move back in with her uncle, and that that's something that's happened before. And so those flashbacks that... Um, Keiichi is getting um, in regards to basically pummeling his face in with a bat is what's happened in previous seasons. Now, once again, they more or less overcame the curse by working together, going through the proper channels and not murdering anybody. And you even still get to look at it optimistically because, you know, uh, he doesn't die. But then you find out that the detective just unloaded his you know pistol on the rest of the the students and that's when you have rena kind of have this breakdown again uh saying why you know why would this happen to us why does it feel like this keeps happening and so the interesting part from someone who's come from the background of the previous two seasons is you the show made you think that the way to break out of the curse was to just kind of work around it not let not you know, be tempted by it and everything else. At this point, we know you can't get out of the time loop. You can't get out of the curse by simply being a good person and working together and doing things the right way. You know, there's obviously something else that has to happen. There's still some mysteries going on, such as who kills Rika. Um, and that's all extremely interesting. And that's still open since the series is ongoing. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the horror this season has happened off screen and there's always been a little bit of that, um, since it's kind of uh, cryptic and dark and stuff, but trust me, this show is not one that's famous because it shies away from showing you extremely violent scenes. Now there was a lot of blood in this most recent season, but you didn't have people ripping off fingernails. You didn't have Rika slamming her own head into a knife over and over again to kill herself things that you don't see in other anime we haven't had that in this most recent season um so although i'm interested to see where they're taking the overarching story of um oyashiro sama's curse they are kind of not hearkening back to the things that made the show special to me as like a long-term fan and so for that reason you know it's not over yet so i can't definitively say you know this new season wasn't even worth it um but I would love to see more of that. And I think that's part of the reason you've lost so many, you know, potential new viewers is that it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And a lot of times it doesn't, but that, that's kind of my thoughts. I, I have obviously very strong feelings on the subject, but um, I think there's a lot of information there that Bryce, you didn't actually know about. Um, so it's like, you know, you can read plot summaries, but you know, you'll get more up to date on the lore, but you will miss out on like, you know, each chapter kind of delves a little bit more into these otherwise one-dimensional characters. And I yeah. know that the characters were kind of annoying to you. And that's 100% understandable because you've only had the development of a few of them across the few different chapters. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have way stronger opinions than I do on this show. I could barely remember the characters' names. Satoko is her name. Satoko, Satoko Hojo. There we go. There there we go. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean... The first, I guess, let's say the fourth episode is when it, it gets crazy and people start dying. Um, but the first like three episodes, the whole slice of life, like school component, I am so completely zoned out and not engaged in the show like whatsoever. 
it got better. The third arc, I was engaged, honestly, the whole point. Because, like, it mattered. It felt like every single, like, detail was, like, important. Um, and maybe I also feel differently because that was my first exposure to the show. And that, I guess, at first, uh, there was the question of whether this new season was going to be, like, a remake or, like, a continuation. So maybe that was on purpose. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to keep going with it. Like, I did and honestly enjoy the last, like, mini arc. And I found the show, like, interesting in that sense. But I also get kind of why, like... So many people like would like lose interest in the show if they didn't really start or come into it with all this like background knowledge that you had and prior experience with the show, especially since it's on. When was the last time uh, a series a season was made for Higurashi? Was it eight years, nine years? I think it was over a decade. I think Kai yeah. came out in like 2009, maybe. I could be wrong, but no, it's been a right. very, very long time. Yeah, and that's just so tough to like get started like that unless you did some sort of like. I don't know, some sort of remake or some well, sort of And that's like why recap. it's so weird. I would understand it being slower if it was kind of a fresh season three, but it's one of those things where it's like they've tried to play both sides. They've tried to play the, it's a sequel, but it's also a reboot. But as a reboot, it's not sufficient. And even as a sequel, it's almost not sufficient. So, you know, it's got a lot of work to do in the second half of this season. Sure. Um, but again, cautious optimism is all yeah. I can say on a lot That's of That's 2021, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is, that is 2021. Um, um, so how about Talmus Nana for you? Like, what are some of your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's not even something where it's kind of worth getting into spoilers of the plot. You know, she has been sent onto this island without powers, Um with a bunch of kids who do have powers, and she has been sent by some sort of mysterious potential government agency um to kill all of these people with supernatural powers because they are deemed a threat um by the government or just this organization and so you know the first episode feels like a future diary because they wanted it to seem that way that was very intentional um but after the first episode the the tone of the show completely shifts into this kind of death note like cat and mouse game i need to murder these people without getting caught and that's when the show's at its best because like that's when you have interesting little things like i i i specifically loved how she murdered the teleporter um yeah by that was really good tricking him to teleport where you know it would have been frozen before but then it when he or sorry when he goes back in time that's what it is so she has the kind of lake frozen, so they're standing over it. So he can't tell that he's on the water. But then when he goes back in time, he doesn't know how to swim. He drowns. And then the lake freezes again, so then they aren't going to find the body. Like, that kind of stuff is what I absolutely loved about the show. Um, this most recent, like, kind of season finale where she realizes that she does care about one of the students with powers and she's hesitant about, you know, should she kill She basically risks her life to save um her friend inukai or whatever the dog girl and then the dog girl basically gives up her life to save nana and so it's kind of like now it's going to be like an emotional turmoil uh, of like whether or not she should be following her mission and continue killing these students or something else and you know that could be interesting but at the end of the day the show is not interesting because of the emotional explorations of yeah, uh, Nana. Nana Hiragi. It's interesting because there's a person she cannot kill, or at least she hasn't figured out how to kill, who is on her tail trying to figure her out and very suspicious of her, but she still has to continue her mission. Um, the Death Note aspect of this show absolutely worked for me. 
I don't know where they're going with it now or if they're even going to be able to continue it. But again, it's like play to your strengths. Don't don't play to your weaknesses. So uh, if it does get a season two, I'll definitely watch it. But I also would not be surprised if I don't enjoy the direction it goes. What about you, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the first few episodes in the sense of, you're right, how the strategy behind it and how she's able to kill these people. And then when you get to kind of like the Grim Reaper and then like going from those deaths onward, I'm less impressed and I'm more kind of concerned at how dumb just these kids are and how like no one just cares and no one's paying attention to anything. It's just yeah. kind of ridiculous in a sense. And I think that also might like prevent some people from like loving the show because it just gets kind of borderline ridiculous. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's really exciting in fact that you have the uh, her enemy this guy who's completely immortal and you have this new villain who can literally inherit po- like anyone's powers and I guess he was the survivor of the first like enemies against humanity school and that was kind of interesting then they didn't really dive into much beyond that um, so there are like characters I'm like interested in like um, but they just haven't really dove into it as much as I would like. Um, you know, maybe it would be cool if one of the students who she killed, like, actually didn't die and they're on, like, some sort of revenge tour. That could be cool. Um, I don't know. But there was no hint to that. There was no, like, anything towards that in, like, a season two. Like, you know, know what else I kind of picked up on? Sure. Danganronpa. Rompa. Yeah. Like, the, like, gov- the secretive, like, institution that she's working for, the, like, kids stuck in a school murdering each other. I, yeah. I forgot to mention Talented. that that was one of the big, yeah, one of the yeah, big influences sure. as well. Oh, it's really similar to that show. Wow, that's funny. I didn't um, think about that. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see if they continue. Hopefully they don't go down the path that, like, Rampa went down. We won't get into spoilers for that show because you were <laughs> forewarned, but good God. Um so I guess those are our thoughts on Talents Nana. We'll see. I don't again. I don't think it was that popular, and I think it lost a lot of people's interest because some of the like deaths were a little ridiculous and didn't maintain people's attentions. Um, so then we'll go transition to our last show, the most popular one, uh, Jutsu Kaisen. You want to start us off, Lee? Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of my comments are going to be this. It's a shonen, so it's not like it's super plot. I mean, I shouldn't say it's not super plot driven. Um, but most of my thoughts, I kind of gave in my pre-spoiler section the show's at its strongest when it's following itadori's growth even though his insane physical abilities have yet to be explained but surprise surprise he has dead parents that i presumably never met so like gee i wonder um (laughs) uh not that's a bad thing not that that's a bad thing but it's just you know it's a shonen so it's like okay you got dead parents Parents always have to be dead parents have to be dead and if they're not like if they are dead they have a cool identity um but that doesn't necessarily bother me people don't watch shonens for originality they just watch it for entertainment um it's strongest when it's following itadori he's surprisingly likable um and similarly the teachers um the people who are already like sorcerers are very fun to watch even the other um dude with the like curse dogs and stuff he was a classmate i like him all of the other school stuff, I, I've already said, I hate it. I don't think it's interesting. I think their characters' designs are boring. I think their backstories that I haven't even heard yet are probably going to be boring. <laughs> um, I don't like the female girl, like Nobara, like cool. She's the nail girl. She's got a hammer. Uh, again, it's got good themes and stuff and good designs. And the animation's gorgeous. I mean, I'm not a huge person when it comes to like shows, ending and opening themes anymore. Um, I know you are, Bryce, but I, I genuinely love the opening themes. That's like the only show yep. this season where I think uh, I would actually like 
watch the opening intro just because I really enjoyed the music and the designs of it. Um, but as a shonen, I think having a weak supporting cast, and maybe that can be improved in the future. But again, you have a literal panda and you have a dude who the only words he can say are like sushi ingredients or something. Yeah. And like, I don't know where you're going to go. And I get it. Like, you're always going to have goofy characters in a shonen, um, but they're just extremely weak. Um, and not even in a fun way, you know, my hero academia, as we've discussed, has kind of a weaker supporting cast in the sense of their development and how close they are in power level to the main characters, but at least they're fun and they have cool designs and stuff. I don't feel that way about the supporting cast of Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, but again, I am guessing that there are a bunch of fans of this show who have read the manga and have been reading it for years. And so this show has legs. It's got somewhere to go presumably. So, you know, we'll just have to sit down and see, but that's, that's, that's my general feelings on it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm in agreement. I mean, I think we have to give the show at least a little time to see what they get into the supporting characters. since it was only like one or two episodes. And I, I know the manga readers are like super passionate about uh, Nabor- Nabori and Naboro. They were really passionate about her. Um, so I'll give the Stop show like, own. yeah, I'll, I'll at least give the show the benefit of the doubt for now and see how that develops. I know they hinted a lot that, oh, there's a tournament arc coming. There's a tournament arc coming. Classic for any shonen so i assume that's where some of the character development will be and maybe that's like a season two thing um but yeah itadori is awesome the kakashi character is awesome businessman's great i mean i already said this the curses just their abilities of using like even the opponents they face like their curses like i like how like dark like the most recent villain was and like taking control over like human souls like i like how shonen can kind of cross into that line um so i mean i've enjoyed it i think it will be the sky's the limit for how popular it will be. It's definitely the prettiest show. The ending's my favorite. Um, and one I've seen in a really long time. Um, yeah, I always wa- love the openings. Um, but I'm definitely... I mean, that one definitely by far is the brightest feature of anything that we, we watched uh, this season. Probably this year. It probably is the brightest feature of any show. Other than maybe like Tower of God. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> um, so in conclusion... Um, you know, you can always email us at uh, closetweebap at gmail.com. And you can reach us on Twitter at weebpodcast or weeb underscore podcast. One of those two. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us and uh, happy new year to everybody. Yeah, happy new year. Hope to a year of a lot of, lot of new anime. A <laughs> lot of new anime. All right.